Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, Jamie, we are finally, and I say finally, headed back to our beloved Eagle Creek Trail. Uh, It's been so long, Jim. How long has it been? (laughs) It's been a long time. (laughs) Yeah. So the Eagle Creek Trail, of course, one of the best hikes in the Columbia River Gorge, which is one of the best destinations in Oregon, dare I say the Pacific Northwest. The Eagle Creek Trail was closed by the Eagle Creek Fire, which started just off the trail back in 2017 and burned up much of the gorge, as I'm sure uh, many of us remember. Uh, The trail was closed for, gosh, I mean, three years, three and a half years. Darn long time. And it actually, for those who may remember, it did reopen briefly at the start of 2021 Mm -hmm. on New Year's Day, as a matter of fact. And it was open for a grand total of two weeks before (laughs) landslides, which are very common in the Columbia River Gorge that time of year, shut the trail back down again. So for those of us who got in there in that two-week window, um, I was able to sneak in there one morning and get some pictures just in time to report the news for folks who were not able to go hike there themselves. We can consider ourselves lucky to have been there, but now everyone who did not make it there over this winter can go check it out now that the trail is back officially reopen once again. Yeah. And Jamie, this is a little uh, deja vu for you and I. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if any of this sounds familiar in uh, our conversation between just the two of us, we recorded this exact episode in what? It probably was January mm-hmm. uh, of this year, you know, celebrating. Yes, this trail is finally back open. But Jamie, if memory serves, kind of the upshot was, yeah, it's open, but it's probably going to be kind of a mess right now anyway. Maybe y'all should hold off for a while. Regardless of if you wanted to hold off or not, you had to. And just recently here, the trail has finally reopened at this point, nearly four years uh, after the Eagle Creek fire, which started uh, was it on Labor Day directly or I know it was Labor Day weekend uh, 2017? That sounds that sounds right. It All of these fires are blending together in my mind. So it's hard to remember which one was 
on which date, but that sounds about right. Yeah, it, it was definitely Labor Day weekend 2017. And yeah, it's been a, a long run. You know, the Eagle Creek Trail is one of, Jamie, as you said, the most famous, a gorgeous trail known for uh, its access to Punchbowl Falls, of course, a Pacific Northwest favorite. And for the uninitiated here, this is a trail that runs uh, 13.1 miles one way from its main trailhead uh, along the just off I-84, essentially, to its junction with the Pacific Crest Trail at Wadham Lake. So uh, that's obviously a long hike. Uh, if you're going to do the whole thing, uh, you know, we're talking marathon distance if you're doing an out and back. Um, but most hikers either turn around at Twister Falls, which is about seven miles in, or at High Bridge after like three, a little over three and a half miles, or Punchbowl Falls, uh, which is about two miles from the trailhead. So, Jamie, lots of options uh, to rattle off here, but we're dedicating this episode to uh, basically what you should know. Before we get to all that, Jamie, why is this place so special to you individually? Why do you love it there? Well, Jim, just like you mentioned, all those places you can turn around, those are yeah. all extremely beautiful spots in and of themselves. So Punchbowl Falls, like you mentioned, just a couple miles in, is a beautiful waterfall. You kind of see it from over top, pouring into this like bowl shape um, cut out of the rock. Uh, Twister Falls, seven miles in, is a really, really cool waterfall. And just before that, you have Tunnel Falls, which is a, a beautiful waterfall that has the trail cut out through the rock behind it. So you're not walking like behind the waterfall exactly like you would at Silver Falls, but you're walking through a tunnel behind the waterfall. And it's an extremely cool experience. High Bridge is another one of these places that it just is a beautiful, beautiful viewpoint over the, the creek itself. So you have all these places that either serve as, you know, places to see as you're hiking along the trail or as places to stop and turn around if you just want to do a piece of it. And I think that sheer variety of the natural beauty there just makes it, I think, one of the best places to hike in the Northwest. You just, got, you just have one spectacular place after the other. And to pick your own adventure, right? Uh, exactly. You can set out to go, you know, all the way to a certain point and uh, maybe you're not feeling it two miles in. Okay. Punch bowl falls. It is, you know, uh, I'm going to hit that lounge for a bit, turn around. Uh, no complaints uh, for sure, Jamie. And, uh, one of the things here, I have the uh, U.S. Forest Service kind of uh, tips and tricks pulled up, and uh, they note that this is one of the most popular trails in the gorge, obviously a place where it can get crowded. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, this is a spot where you've got some sheer cliffs, right? Some, some mm -hmm. spots that you want to be particularly careful, and just a word to the wise, there's no handrails in parts of this trail. Maybe, uh, you know, if you're afraid of heights, this isn't probably your spot. Um, if you've got kids, keep them on the inside of the trail, hold their hand on the way through if they're youngsters, so on and so forth. But, um, a place you shouldn't just go say, uh, hiking in your flip-flops, uh, you know, <laughs> looking for a quick meander through the woods to a popular, uh, you know, popular spot to lounge. There are a lot of good places to do that in the gorge and on Mount Hood and in Oregon. This is not that spot. Despite its popularity, like you said, Jim, it is not for the faint of heart. You have these, um, really kind of craggy, steep, oftentimes slippery rock ledges um, that are over top of these huge drops down into the canyon. And at some points you have like uh, 
like these sort of wires um, that mm-hmm. are bolted into the side mm-hmm. of the cliff that you can hold. Uh, that is as good as it gets. Yeah. There's no guardrails blocking you from that drop. Uh, there's, you know, nothing else there to protect you. So you really do have to watch your footing. You have to watch other people. Um, you know, keep your dogs on leash. If you have kids or people who are inexperienced who have trouble with, you know, mobility, either keep them super, super close or, you know, maybe pick a different height to do. You know, there, like we said, there, there's so much beauty here, but there is so much beauty around the gorge too that you don't have to do this. Yeah. That said, those who do decide to do it just need to make sure to, to bring just an extra dose of caution with you as you do hike the trail. Jamie, we got into the specifics of this trail a little bit earlier, right? Some of what makes it special. But I want to pause here and and just talk about the majesty of it a little bit, right? Uh, this is a place that hikers have not been able to access now for the better part of four years it's a place that uh, obviously holds a lot of reverence in the hearts of Oregonians and Washingtonians and scores of visitors from all over the place. Give me kind of a, a little mini love letter, if you will, to Eagle <laughs> Creek and and why those who are, are picking their next hike here for uh, you know a, a sunny summer day should pick Eagle Creek over, say, anywhere else in the gorge. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, so first of all, I should mention that when I revisited Eagle Creek, it was in the dead of winter. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of a different experience there. But I mean, from what I saw from Eagle Creek, um, both before and after the fire, it, it is still just such a majestic place. So beautiful. I mean, you have just the sort of this damp, wild canyon, um, and these, these big coniferous trees growing up all over the place, your Douglas firs and your, you know, um, a little bit of that sort of the thick lush foliage isn't quite there yet. The ferns that we're used to seeing in those areas, but you kind of get this sort of this raw, rugged experience from the exposed rock, from the landslides. There are points where you can walk down to the creek itself and you mm-hmm. can see some of the smaller waterfalls and rapids up close. Um, you know, if the water is warm enough, there are some spots where you can wade through a little bit and, you know, walk up Creek a short way. It's just this kind of primordial feel, you know what I mean? It, it feels like you're, you're going back in time to some you know, prehistoric landscape and you're really getting this sense of this, this raw, rugged land that's always in flux, always in change. I think that's what's kind of cool about it. I mean, look, the landslides are, you know, not fun in that it closes the trail and blocks our access sometimes. But the fact that this is a land that is always moving, that is always undergoing constant change, I think that's kind of interesting. And I think that that's pretty impressive. There are viewpoints there that have been completely washed away. You know, one of the waterfalls, one of the many waterfalls you can see in Eagle Creek, um, you used to be able to see from a viewpoint just off the trail. And this is before the fire, the viewpoint just vanished in a landslide. Mm. And now you can no longer see that. Part of me when that happened, I was sad for people who weren't going to be able to see the waterfall from that viewpoint. But I thought back to the one time that I did and I thought, wow, that's an amazing experience that I had that can no longer be had. And it's that kind of landscape in flux that I... I don't know. It's sort of humbling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So, I mean, it's a reminder that these places, uh, despite the fact that humans have made a trail through them to them, uh, around them, they are wild places, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, spots that hold reverence for us and will continue to evolve, uh, whether we can access them or not. 
So lots of magic there, Jamie. Uh, your love letter very much made my heart a flutter there. Uh, that was <laughs> great. That was great. Uh, so, Jamie, there are some things, though, uh, love letter aside, uh, that folks should know, right, before they go back to Eagle Creek this summer. And the first and most logical that comes to my mind is look, this place was overcrowded before the fire, right? Mm -hmm. Before the Eagle Creek fire in 2017. And after, you know, this, as we've said, nearly four years, better part of four years that this place has been closed off limits to the public. Uh, Jamie, do you think a lot of people are like, I don't know, going to want to go back there now? Yeah. Champing at the bit, I think is what what the case is going to (laughs) be. Yeah, uh, just a few. Uh, So, I mean, look, uh, that means parking lots are going to fill up early. You know, there's not a ton of space there. It's a pretty good sized uh, parking area. You know, I I wouldn't wager a a number of how many cars it can fit, but it's it's in the dozens. And, you know, that's going to fill up quick, right? Don't Mm -hmm. think that you're going to show up. It's the angel's rest treatment, if you will. Don't think you're going to show up at 10 a.m. on a Saturday and to not be frustrated about parking. Uh, you've got to either get there early, go late, uh, go on a weekday, kind of the, the normal tips and tricks that we have uh, rattled off here a number of times before. But uh, it's going to be busy, to say the least. Yeah, Jim, when I went back there in January on like a cold and cloudy misty day i showed up at like 8 45 in the morning at the upper trailhead parking mm-hmm. area and i got i think the last spot in the line yeah yeah i saw people circling around um behind me the deal is there are like three main areas to park the eagle creek trailhead the kind of lower parking area that's right next to the trailhead mm-hmm. and then there's an access road that leads up to uh sort of an upper overflow trailhead and there's some parking along that access road as well what some people do is they get right off of the highway and they go down to that main lower trailhead can't find a spot they go along the road to the upper trailhead can't find any spots and that's it um what i like to recommend people do is just if you know it's going to be a little bit busy just park at that upper trailhead immediately if you see a spot up there grab it it. you know you you may means you have to walk a little bit farther to get to the trailhead but hey you're about to walk this big long trail anyway so i say it's a nice warm-up i would tend to agree and uh you know the keep it simple stupid model uh well maybe not exactly apt for this situation is one i like to stick to at times and if you find a spot keep it simple pull in there that's going to eliminate the kind of 18 point turn at the end of a road uh with other people uh, impatiently Mm -hmm. waiting to do the same as uh those of us who enjoy uh, the outdoors have probably experienced or seen yep. before. <laughs> um, so, Jamie, it's not just the crowds of the trailhead, though, too. Um, and, of course, this isn't us dissuading you from going. Obviously, we're doing a podcast about it, but it's going to be busy uh, once you set off as well. Exactly. This is one of those trails where you end up with a lot of people, um, you know, the people hiking in front of you, um, behind you. If you're like me and you're a bit of a faster hiker, um, it can be a little bit frustrating at times. Um, and this is, I think, a really difficult trail, too, where it gets really narrow on these cliff ledges. Yeah. And it can be really not just difficult, but like actually dangerous to try to pass people. Uh, so this is a trail that requires some patience, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with our fellow hikers and a good place to practice some of your good trail etiquette in um, actually vocalizing your presence if you want to pass somebody. Um, I know there's a lot of people who just kind of silently try to walk next to you and pass you, and that's not a very safe way to do it. So, um, you know, do so safely and, and uh, you know, make sure that you 
pack plenty of patience with you because there are going to be other people there. This is not a trail you can expect to have all to yourself pretty much anytime ever. Yep. Uh, you're going to have to do a middle of the night hike if that's what you're looking for uh, on the Eagle Creek Trail. And Jamie, one more tip uh, for the time being. Obviously, this trail has always been uh, a bit dangerous here, right? We talked about the narrow paths uh, carved into the cliffs. And uh, that obviously, uh, though neither of us have hiked it in the most immediate sense, uh, that hasn't changed. And You know, I alluded to the fact that this is not a flip-flops trail. Some good hiking shoes, hiking boots, trail runners, something that's going to give you some grip. Be prepared to, you know, have to wait in a queue, if you will. If if people are passing a skinny spot in the trail, a narrow spot in the trail, patience and teamwork is key. And uh, just, you know, uh, physical awareness throughout, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Looking up or around uh, as you kind of walk through this trail, you know, there are times when you're going to want to be locked focus on your feet in front of you, your feet beneath you, I suppose. Your feet don't really go in front of you. Anyway, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to want to be locked in to uh, what you're doing and enjoying the sights once you get to a spot where you can safely take a load off for a second. And there are plenty of spots to do that on the yep. trail. Um, Punchbowl Falls is a great spot. Like I said, it's a good spot that people hike to and, and just turn around and go back. Nice wide open area to take a break, grab some water, get some pictures of the waterfall. And Twister Falls is the same. That seven miles in, it's a you know, it's not as wide open, but there's a lot of space on the banks of the creek there where people can, you know, sit down, have a little bit of lunch or um, some water, and take it easy before they head back. You've got it, Jamie. Well, we are going to take a short break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple alternative hikes that you could consider just in case Eagle Creek is a little too busy. All right, folks, we are back talking about the Eagle Creek Trail, which recently reopened in the Columbia River Gorge. And Jamie, I I mentioned before we went to break here that, uh, look, the Eagle Creek Trail, as we've referenced uh, copiously, is a popular destination. And in the event that you show up at this trailhead and it is just chock full, you're not finding anyone, you know, leaving and vacating their parking spot. As we've referenced before on the show, it is good to have plans B, C, and D this summer when going out to hike and otherwise recreate in the gorge and pretty much anywhere. So, Jamie, the good news is there are plenty of great options in the pretty immediate surrounding area if, uh, let's say, you arrive and Eagle Creek is just too busy. Yeah, and in the very honestly likely event that there is nowhere to park at Eagle Creek, um, instead of parking illegally yep. uh, or instead of sitting there and waiting forever and trying to vulture a spot... Um, what you can do is just go down your list of alternatives. And, you know, one of the first one that comes to my mind, Jim, is Multnomah Falls. I mean, look, Multnomah Falls is also a place that gets really busy. But if (laughs) if you're, if we're talking about, say you show up at Eagle Creek on like a Wednesday morning, right? Um, Eagle Creek is going to be probably full on that Wednesday morning, but Multnomah Falls probably is not. Yeah. There's more parking there and it's not necessarily a destination where people go and spend three, four hours. People may just pop in, get back in their car after they take a picture of the waterfall. So this is a great spot to go hiking though. You can go either, um, you know, left and go up towards the Larch Mountain Trail, up towards the top of Multnomah Falls. 
you can go right at the base of the falls and head over to the Joaquina Falls Trail and go around that way. There's a loop trail that goes around to the top of Multnomah Falls from Joaquina Falls. It's a great place to hike, and there's a ton of waterfalls back in there to see as well. You're not going to go wrong. Uh, and like you said, Jamie, it's simply a bigger trailhead, right? Mm-hmm. Trailhead is even the wrong the wrong word for it. Bigger parking area. Yeah. You know, uh, you've got some parking, of course, immediately uh, near the famous Multnomah Falls Lodge. And then uh, kind of the larger parking spot in between uh, the east and westbound lanes of Interstate 84. So lots more opportunity there. Uh, obviously a busy place in and of itself, but, you know. You're doing all right. Jamie, another option uh, just along the uh, historic Columbia River Highway is uh, a, a trail that in part you and I have traveled together. Mm-hmm. The Columbia River Highway State Trail. A little bit of a mouthful, but uh, a worthy <laughs> one, if you will. I think it might even be the historic Columbia River Highway Oof. State Trail. I, it, it almost assuredly <laughs> is. Uh, either way, we've covered our bases now. We've said it both. both yeah, ways. exactly. This is um, uh, it's a basically it's a paved bike path um, that is also you know a walking path if you choose to do that. Um, that runs along a large section of the gorge. It's a really really cool spot if you're on a bike, but if you're on foot, it's, it makes a really nice walk path too. And what I like to do, Jim, is to go to the Starvation Creek Trailhead, which is right off of the interstate. Yep. Um, and you can park there in a, a pretty decently sized parking lot and walk either direction. I love to walk to the west down the historic Columbia River Highway State Trail. And um, there's just a bunch of small waterfalls you can see just right off that paved trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hole in the Wall Falls, Cabin Creek Falls. You know, there's three or four, I want to say, that are just right off of that that trail. So a really nice spot to go and, you know, see some waterfalls if that's what you're going to Eagle Creek to look for. Not nearly as intense of an experience, no. but definitely a really cool one. A really cool one, a little different flavor, and uh, we'll definitely throw a a strong thumbs up, two thumbs up, if you will, for bringing your bike along that trail. You can, uh, you know, take that trail for as as kind of as long or as short as you want. I don't know the the entire mileage off the top of my head, but you can get a hearty ride in along the trail um, or stroll for two or three miles and turn around and come back the way you came. So plenty of options. And of course, we could rattle off any number of different hikes on the Oregon side of the gorge, Jamie, but one uh, particularly good one to shout out across the way, across the river in Washington. I'll let you do the honors because I know it's one of your favorites. (laughs) That would be Hamilton Mountain, yes, which is just a fabulous trail just right across the river from Eagle Creek. So, I mean, if you go into Cascade Locks, cross the Bridge of the Gods, um, and head over to that side of the river, you'll find um, the Beacon Rock area. And um, just above Beacon Rock, on the north side of the highway, there is parking for Hamilton Mountain. And it is just a fabulous hike. Again, there's a waterfall there, some just spectacular views. And it's another one of these hikes that you can do as far as you want. You can hike to just the waterfall and go back. You can hike up to a really nice viewpoint and hike back, or you can hike all the way to the summit get some good volcano views from up there and find your way back down. And this is another hike that gets super crowded on say weekends, especially and on nice days, but it's always worth a shot. If you are looking for something, maybe you're a little bit desperate and you just really want to get out on the trail somewhere where you can get those majestic views. Hamilton mountain is always, always worth a try. And of course, many more options you can 
you folks can do your own digging, if you will, and uh, pick options B, C, and D for yourself. And if all fails, uh, it's the busiest day in the history of days out there. A simple drive along the historic Columbia River Highway is, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be a good experience in and of itself. And uh, you're going to be able to see some gorgeous sights from just alongside the road. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Even if you want to make it even a little bit farther, a longer day, do that great, you know, Columbia River Gorge to Mount Hood Loop. Go down Ooh. to Hood River, turn south and head around to Timberline. That's a beautiful drive. You get mountain views. Columbia River views, you know, even if you can't get out on any of the trails because it's crazy packed. Um, so it goes. It's just enjoy your time out there anyway. I mean, it's if you're going to be spinning the gas and going out there, you might as well enjoy the time you're in the car. I like the way you think, Jamie Hale. Well, folks, until next time here on the show, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.